It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me is Billboard.com senior editor, Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Hi, Keith. How are you? I am a little sad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, David Bowie uh, passed away yesterday, uh, January 10th. Um, uh, news broke late uh, last night that he uh, passed away after an 18-month battle with cancer. Um, just two days after he turned 69. And a few days after he released uh, his album Black Star as well. The same day. He released his album on the same day as his birthday. Man. So uh, he celebrated his birthday, releasing his 25th studio album, Black Star. Um, and then two days later, he passed away. So, uh, yeah, we're a little sad. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, it's, gosh darn it, it's David freaking Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we'll be talking about David Bowie and a lot more stuff this week on the uh, Pop Shop podcast. Uh, as always, the uh, podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. On this week's show, as we talked about, we'll be speaking about David Bowie. Um, of course, the the news that he passed away uh, last night. Of course, we'll talk about his career, um, some of our favorite memories of Bowie and his music. Um, we'll also be talking about some big chart news this week. Uh, Justin Bieber gets his second number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 chart with Sorry. And uh, Lady Gaga did quite well at the Golden Globes yes, last she night. she did. She won her first Golden Globe Award, and not for, for a music category. Yeah, for acting. For acting. Yes, it's pretty spectacular, actually. Yeah, so we'll talk about all that stuff, hopefully, uh, and... Uh, yeah <laughs> so it's just it's, it's a somber pop it's shop. it's just it's 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 just weird to talk about like happy happy sun happy fun time stuff at the same time you know talking about david bowie yeah um uh, anyway as always uh, some housekeeping notes if you enjoy the podcast please subscribe to the show on itunes so you won't miss a single episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it if you have any questions for us feel free to tweet us at keith underscore caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So, uh, David Bowie, 
I mean, we already said what what happened. He uh, it was announced last night. I think I want to say I want to say 11 p.m. It was. I can tell you exactly what time it was. Yeah. It was 10:45 p.m. Pacific. Okay. So it was early morning Monday for the East Coasters. Um. Yeah. And I, I there was a tweet from the or that's how I saw it. It was a tweet from the official David Bowie account. Yeah. No, I saw that too because uh, I was I was online working, uh, and I saw the tweet, and. Immediately, people, I think, thought that it was a hoax or that someone had cracked his account or something. And, right. But it was also on his Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on all of his social networks. And I think fans, at, I saw a lot of fans that were reacting like, no, this this isn't, you know, it's not, it, it can't be. Right. Um, but no, it was. We, we don't know exactly uh, what, you know, exactly he died of aside from cancer. Um, and what's interesting is that he didn't tell anyone about this. Yeah, it was it was not public knowledge. No, I mean he he has kind of rather famously not given an interview to the press or the media in a number of years. Um, I mean, I I don't know when was the last time he spoke. To, you know, granted a real interview, and we realized that Billboard last spoke to him more than a decade ago. Yeah, I think I think the last time. I mean, it, I could be wrong on that. I think I, I, I last night I found a story in two thousand three when his uh, reality album came out, and then I think that was his last album until the next day in two thousand thirteen, um, and he didn't do any press for that. Mm. Like not a not a lick of press. Mm. Um, he just I, I I remember how I think it was right around his birthday in two thousand thirteen he dropped a new single. Um, and he you know, said, surprise, there's a new album coming. <laughs> and then the album debuted at number two on the Billboard 200. It became his highest charting album ever, which is crazy. And he did all of that without a, any promotion, no, yeah. no performances. He, yeah. made, he made music videos, but everyone, and he, and he didn't even say why he wasn't doing any press. Right. Um, he kind of, he, he let the music speak, speak for itself. Yeah. Um, which was kind of brilliant. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I thought... And maybe a lot of other people thought that he was just being Bowie being That was Bowie. like an artistic choice. Yes. Yeah. Which obviously would make sense with, you know, pretty much his entire career making this grand artistic choice. Yeah. And he's kind of beyond promotion at this yeah. point. He's David flipping Bowie. So And and you know, if you look back at and I'm sure we've all done this already. When you go back and look at his uh, earlier interviews, mm-hmm. he was never like super comfortable talking right. to press. Right. He always felt like, ugh, like why am I answering these silly questions are you asked are you really asking me that like it was mm-hmm. all like just you know beyond him um and so i just kind of thought i'm like well he's like i'm david bowie i don't need to do this yeah and he didn't and it might have been a piece of that and then also a piece of you know you know privacy and a piece of illness yeah as well recent in recent S- years so um yeah Anyway, yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, his brand new album, Black Star, came out last Friday, as we said, on his 69th birthday. It's his 25th studio album. Um, uh, up until uh, last night, it's, it appeared that it was on track for probably a top 10 debut on the Billboard 200 chart. And I say this because, you know, uh, this is a show where we talk about charts. Um, I'm not trying to to jump on some sort of like chart forecasty type story, right. but um, uh, I don't have a forecast yet. Um, uh, the folks I spoke to at his label said it was a bit too early, mm-hmm. which 
it is. I think we'll we'll probably have a better idea on how it will do in its first full week on Tuesday morning. We're recording this on Monday. So by the time you hear this, we might have a story up on Billboard.com. And I have the distinct feeling that there's a at least a, a fair chance it could be his first number one album on yeah, the Billboard 200 I mean, chart. I think that the urgency behind this album has just gone to new heights. So, yes. And um, uh, Tony Visconti, who's the, the producer of the album and is uh, Bowie's longtime collaborator, mm-hmm. uh, he posted something on Facebook, um, I think late last night or early this morning. Uh, and this is what he said in full. He said he always did what he wanted to do, meaning Bowie. And he wanted to do it his way, and he wanted to do it the best way. His death was no different from his life, a work of art. He made Black Star for us, his parting gift. I knew for a year this was the way it would be. I wasn't, however, prepared for it. He was an extraordinary man, full of love and life. He will always be with us. For now, it is appropriate to cry. And commence crying. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting that he says that, you know, he he made this album knowing it was going to be like knowing it was going to be his last album. Yeah. And that like not just that he was sick, but that he knew he was going to die. Yeah. That's like that's crazy. And uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, Have you watched that Lazarus video from the new Black Star album yet? Yeah. And I was just reading about that and watching that this morning and just like watching that in this new context is just it's devastating. I mean, it's like him in a hospital bed, you know, it's like it's it's totally it's looking at it through completely different eyes watching it this morning versus when it came out. And it, it's, it's 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 I think it's a testament to the people that he's surrounded himself with and, you know, just his team, I suppose, that. You know, none of this ever got out. Yeah. He was able to exit the stage how he wanted exactly to. Exactly how he wanted to. Yep. Um, and uh, this is, is as Tony Visconti said, his death was no different from his life. It's a work of art. And this is sort of a a piece of art. Yeah. It's, it's a... It's, and speaking of art, and this is sort of a side thing, uh, if, you, if, if you ever get the chance to see the David Bowie is exhibit... It was this, it's 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 traveling now. It started in um, the UK, in London. It's this amazing um, gallery installation that is basically just all about David Bowie's life. It started, I want to say, like probably like three or four years ago. Bef- I think before the next day, I saw it in London. Um, it was amazing, like because it literally like you walk in and it's this, this it's this immersive interactive exhibit where it starts at the beginning of his career and there's pieces of david bowie's uh it was ephemera Mm -hmm. like costumes and articles and diaries like things that he's you know he provided from his archives and um i remember towards the end of the exhibit you walk into this huge room and it's just overwhelming because you walk in and it's this like three-story room and it's just it's just surrounded with tv screens and monitors and huge displays and they're all playing david bowie like uh, performances and music videos and live stuff but at the same time all around the room hanging from the rafters and all around are like his uh show outfits Mm -hmm. so like you know him as aladdin zane and like him and like you know all this stuff 
and you're just walking you're like oh my god it's like you've just walked into this amazing like concert but david bowie isn't there right um but it's just it's really cool That's awesome um it's been traveling the world i think it was in australia perhaps last um i want to say it was in america in the past year at some point i'm sure it'll be probably traveling for years to yeah, come yeah. but it's it's so awesome um I don't know. Uh, speaking of of sort of the brilliance of him and sort of being overwhelmed by a, just a museum exhibit, <laughs> when did you become aware of of Bowie, Katie? Well, when you asked me this question um, before before we started recording today, I sort of thought about it and realized that there's been sort of three stages for me with David Bowie. Starts because, with labyrinth. Well, then... <laughs> actually, I guess that's that's a whole other stage that is still haunts my nightmares. Actually, but my my dad was a huge classic rock fan so we always listened to the classic rock station growing up and so I really knew that stuff really well I knew like Suffragette City and Rebel Rebel and um you know even Space Oddity and um uh you know any you know all the stuff they would play on the classic rock radio station so that's like kind of just how I knew of him like you know I knew his voice knew you know his music but because of that I wasn't really aware of like any of the 80s kind of dancey stuff until later Hmm. because they didn't play that stuff on the classic rock station you know and um and I was a little too um young to live through that part and so then uh I think when I was in high school and he put out um I'm afraid of Americans. All mm. of a sudden, like that was a cool song, by the it's way. It's a song that produced uh, with Nine Inch Nails. Oh, that's it's such an incredible song. And all of a sudden, like they're playing, you know, David Bowie on heavy rotation on MTV again. Right. You know, um, in my generation, and that made me look back at like his old music videos. They start. I've, I watched a lot of VH1 where they played old videos a lot. Yeah. And so then I would see those and be like, oh, it's the afraid of Americans guy slash classic rock guy, but right. like. You know, doing China Girl and Let's Dance and all this other, you know, dancey stuff. And then <laughs> when I was in college, I heard Modern Love on the radio for the first time. I had never heard that song in my life. So I was I was 21 years old when I heard Modern Love for the first time. Wow. And I absolutely fell in love with that song. I was like, what is this? I need everything like by David Bowie right now. And so like basically that was like that's when I started buying albums and becoming like a huge fan was like when I was 21 years old. It's interesting. Um, I think for I think everyone, um, especially because because we're we're too young to have actually lived through when he actually like through the Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I was born in 1975. Right. Like he had already been charting. Yep. Like so uh, you know and I didn't I didn't become aware of him at all until let's dance yeah um and all of my memories of his music at least probably in the in the 80s and certainly early 90s was thanks to mtv yep yep because i remember watching the videos for i i remember at at the time when they were contemporary mm-hmm. watching the videos for let's dance what china about, girl and modern love what about the mick jagger dancing, dancing in the, in the street. streets that video is so amazing it's, i love that video i mean mick jagger and and, and david bowie like flouncing around yes. london like you know squawking at one another doing dancing in the street. i listened to that this morning yeah they're just yelling at you the whole time that song That's is hilarious yeah <laughs> um it, and but then but then you know at, because I think, I think we're like this with a lot of sort of I don't know how to how to put it, but you talked about how you discovered him through you know different ways in sort of unexpected ways. Yes, 
And, you know, I learned about him the way you're supposed to learn about him. Oh, look, he put out an album with a hit single right, on right, TV. Right, right. However, like, I sort of kind of tuned out, you know, as most people, I think, you know, do with, with certain artists, especially when you're young and you're a child. Yeah. You're not, like, you're not going back to listen to Ziggy Stardust exactly. when you're nine. Yeah. Um, but I became more aware of him in, like, weird ways. Like, I think on the Pretty Woman soundtrack, mm. there was a remix of, I think, Fame, they called it Fame 90. Yeah. And I had the Pretty Woman soundtrack. I'm like, wow, David Bowie, Fame 90. Hmm. And I think at the same time, he put out a Greatest Hits album. Okay. He was always really good at that. Like, he would, like, every few years, he would find a way to place himself into some sort of piece of mainstream pop. Yeah. And then that would trigger something in people where mm-hmm. they were like, wow, that's cool. Let me go listen to the rest of mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And so you had that sort of entryway where if it was, it might have been. I'm afraid of Americans. Where he's like, didn't he go on tour with? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a moment. It was like, and and all of a sudden he was like this relevant, like cool, alt, alternative like alternative artist. Like, uh, yeah. And 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 I think, <laughs> I think, um, I think I was I was thinking of like all the people that Bowie has worked with because you know at Billboard we've been kind of working nonstop since the news broke. You know, talking, you know, trying to reach out to folks that have worked with David Bowie to. And it's so like wide reaching. It's it's it's, insane. It's insane. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone from as people, the names we've already mentioned, like Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. But then you have, you know, he recorded with Tina Turner and Luther Vandross. He Brian Eno and Madonna was influenced by him. Lady Gaga says she wouldn't have existed without him. Like Queen and Under Pressure and Bing Crosby, Little Drummer Boy, Christmas. You mean like it's it just is so wide reaching. The 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 tweets that I was seeing, it's like it's hard to think of. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm not sure if there's been. I I would say this is the kind of a reaction in a way that Michael Jackson had, where he is an artist, Bowie is an mm-hmm. artist that has touched so many different kinds of people from so many different kinds of music. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got country and rock and rappers and dance. alt guys and dance people. Like, he impacted everyone. Yep. And uh, it's one of, and he's also one of those artists where even if you don't own a David Bowie mm-hmm. album, you certainly know some of his music. You could probably name like five songs. Yeah. Like the a regular person off the street could probably name five David Bowie songs, which you cannot say that about a lot of artists. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, do you have any uh, sort of favorite Bowie songs? Well, as I mentioned, Modern Love is my number one all-time favorite. I just makes me so happy every time I listen to it. It is amazing. Get you to the church on time. Get me to the church on time. But church then I wrote time. a couple other ones down. Young Americans, I'm obsessed with as well. And actually, Darren Chris had a really sweet tweet this morning where he said... I'm so sad right now, but I'm, I've am i got young Americans on in my headphones walking down the street in New York, and it's making me have the biggest smile on my face. Aww. And I thought that was really sweet, and I, I love, love that song. And then I really love basically all the spacey stuff. Like, I love Life on Mars. Spacey stuff. Yes, I love Space Oddity. I love Ziggy Stardust. Like, I love any of that, those kind of... I like his Ziggy Stardust phase in general. Yeah, clearly my favorite is Dancing in the Street. Oh. No. I was gonna say that's. I mean, I would not. Well, you're like, oh, I'll just go along with that. I'll just go with it. Sure, it's it's such a ridiculous song. Um, I I think I don't have like a ranked list. Uh, one of the songs that I think I is most memorable to me is Suffragette City. Yeah. Um, uh, weirds. I don't know why, but um, I used to go to a bar in L.A. 
um, called Akbar in Los Feliz. Okay. Like, like a decade ago, more than a decade <laughs> ago, and they had a, they had the most amazing jukebox there, full of such cool music. Like, like you know, on the one hand, there'd be like Depeche Mode, The Cure, and David Bowie, but then mm-hmm. they'd also have like, you know, the latest from Arcade Fire, or right? Whatever. Right. And they had Bowie's Greatest Hits in there, and Suffragette City just sounded so good on the jukebox blasting in this yep. bar and I, I like got to play DJ and I'm like I'm gonna play Suffragette City and Susie and the Banshees and I'm like every time I would go I'm like it's time for Suffragette City wham bam thank you ma'am yeah. and I'm like it sounds so uh, ridiculous she's a total blam blam yeah. it sounds so ridiculous but like these songs have sort of soundtracked our life yeah in in like the weirdest ways yep. like I have great memories of like you know, me and my stepsister when I was a child, like watching David Bowie on MTV doing mm-hmm. Let's Dance. Yeah. You know, I also have memories of like, you know, being like, like just getting out of college or in college with I'm Afraid of Americans. Yep. I'm like, my God, Bowie's on MTV again. Yep. Um, oh, do you remember the scene in Wedding Singer? Did you see what the I Wedding Singer? No. Okay. It's a really ridiculous, funny movie. But um, there's a scene in there where they play China Girl out at a dance club and Drew Barrymore and the girl who plays her sister are like, singing along to the oh baby just you shut your mouth part of it and every time I watch it I like and I hear that song on the radio I think of that exact scene and I absolutely love I love that song that is also a ridiculous song but I love it as well it is ridiculous yes um did you ever see David Bowie live by the way never did you I did you did I saw him on his last well what was what ended up being his last tour oh man so Um, when was that it was 2003 Where'd you see him here? At, at the Greek Theater. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was amazing, man. Um, and there was it was it was. I mean, he I had never seen him before. Um, it was awesome, and um, there was a, a one moment in the show where he was, and it was really funny, um, where he had played like three songs in a row that no one really knew because you know that's what happens. You know, you're you're supporting a new, a new album. New album cycle, yeah. Yeah, and he was playing some like random like album cuts from earlier albums too, and and then after like the third song that was sort of getting like a reaction yeah. from the crowd, he said something like, "All right, we're gonna play a hit now." Okay, fine. It's like basically like, "All right," <laughs> and it's like, and then like on came like whatever it was like heroes and or let's lost dance. their minds. And it, yeah, but I mean, he it was it was just funny because he had this sense of humor. This yeah. like. Yeah, all right, we're going to play something that you'll know now. You know, it was just, he was just uh, funny that way. Oh, Heroes. Speaking of Heroes, have you seen the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower? Um, yes. So that only came out, what, three or four years ago? and a really sad movie. It's set in the late 90s, um, I think. It's, yeah, it's set in the 90s. But um, there's, there's like a key scene in that movie set to Heroes. Like it's these kids, oh, 90s the kids discovering. No, not at the dance. Oh, it's when the dance. They're, they're in the truck. And they're driving under that tunnel. Dun, 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 yeah, and, and Heroes is playing, and, and they're like, what is this? And they're like, they don't know what it is yet. They're like, we got to figure out what this amazing song is. And it's Heroes, and it's like, it's a, a movie for, like, kids in 2011 about kids in the 90s listening to a song from, you know, it's, it's crazy. Somewhere, somewhere today, all over today, mm-hmm. there are people discovering David Bowie for the first time. Yep. And the wonderful thing is there's so much wonderful music there is no wrong place to start. Nope. Start start with any song you want. Just, yep. Just pick one. Yep. And you'll fall into the rabbit hole of David Bowie. Yes. And, you know, good luck. <laughs> Let <laughs> us know what some of your favorites are. Enjoy. Enjoy. Um, well, and that's it. We're oh, all done. Yeah. Oh. 
And we'll see you next week. No, actually. <laughs> well, what, what was on the charts this week, Keith? Um, well, you know, switching gears, there, there actually was some chart news this week, believe it or not. Um, on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, after spending nine weeks at number two, did I say nine? Did I, did I actually mean nine? You wrote nine. Did, uh, did you mean nine? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure if I actually meant nine. Anyway. <laughs> after a long... <laughs> after a good long spell at number two... Justin Bieber's Sorry hits number one this week. It's yes. song. It rises two to one in its 11th week on the chart. It bumps Adele's Hello from the top slot after a whopping 10 straight weeks at number one. Um, what's interesting about this is that Sorry hits number one even though Bieber's top-selling song of the week is actually a different song, Love Yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it jumps to number one on the digital songs chart for the first time, and it sold 164 thousand downloads uh, last week um while you'll uh while you love yourself <laughs> while yolanda self <laughs> sorry i was up late last night <laughs> while love yourself may be his biggest seller of the week sorry actually leads in terms of both airplay and streams and thus is able to topple adele um i actually wouldn't be surprised if love yourself eventually hit number one. Oh yeah it's 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 all over radio i and i i had a moment yesterday keith where i was listening to the radio and uh love yourself came out and i listened to the whole thing through um it's a great song uh it's very ed sheeran i like the part where the trumpet's playing and justin's kind of scatting along alongside the trumpet i feel like love yourself <laughs> actually probably had a different song title and they changed it to love yourself oh you think so i think it might have been like something a little bit more like uh, flip offy. Well, yeah, it's actually funny. If you hear the title "Love Yourself," it, it makes it sound like it's a self empowerment song. But then you actually listen to the lyrics, and it's, it's like, it's like I think, it's well, like you can't yourself. love me anymore. So go ahead and and love yourself because you're by yourself. That's what it means. And I thought it was just like, yep, we'll go love. You're yourself. probably right that F. Yeah, was Cause, originally cause, the word. Because the sentiment of it, I'm like, oh, it's a very sort of CeeLo F.U. type mm-hmm. song, but in a Bieber sort of way. But if you just listen, if you don't listen to the words, it's a very pretty song. And so it's, it's it sounds very friendly and pretty. And then you listen to it. But then sorry, I changed the radio station and Sorry's on the next station. And I listened to that all the way through. And I'm like, man, 2016 is the year where I listen to back-to-back Justin Bieber songs and listen to them all the way through and don't change. And, and don't like, mind. actually really like them and sing along with them. Justin Bieber's so. got that tropical house music magic. <laughs> For all the 33-year-olds of the world, <laughs> which I never thought would happen. So there you go. Um, elsewhere on the Hot 100, uh, 21 Pilots continues to fly. Hey, Zing. Are we going to have to stop using that headline at some point? Nope. <laughs> About them flying up the charts? <laughs> um, uh, stressed out, uh, their hit single uh, zips 9 to 5 on the Hot 100 with big gains in airplay and streams. Um, you know, it's that time of year where a lot of artists can make headway on the charts because it's that weird transitionary period on the charts where um, you can drop a new album, um, put out a single that is sort of uh, out of the blue, and you'll find a lot of chart success because it's, there's... The competition is a little bit uh, decreased in January. Yeah. So Stressed Out is finding big success. I don't know if it's going to hit number one, um, but certainly it is uh, making its way up the chart. Um, Outside the top 10, there are some tracks that are making some fast moves onwards to possibly hitting the top 10 in the next few weeks. The Chainsmokers' Roses uh, is is flying. Blooms. Blooms. (laughs) Get it? Blooms. Um, I actually grabbing the Hot 100 chart in front of me. I really like that song, by the way. Thank you. It, uh, thank you. I don't know why I said thank you. I made it. <laughs> it goes uh, 22 to 13 on the chart. Um, also uh, making some big moves. Uh, let's see. Oh, I know what you did last summer. Uh, Shawn Mendes. And, oh, 
Camila Cabello. Camilla. Camila. Camila. The L is in the first name, Camila, and then Cabello, the L silent, the second name. Hmm. Camila Cabello. Yeah. <laughs> It's right there in uh, phonetics on her Twitter account. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to probably like accost me the next time she sees me. She's like, you still can't get it right. Um, it moves 28 to 22 on the Hot 100 chart. It's uh, one of two uh, top uh, 30 tracks uh, this week for Shawn Mendes. He's also in the top 10 with Stitches. I just love saying it that way. I don't know why. Um and uh out of the woods is back Thanks out of the woods to new year's eve thank you out of the woods uh re-enters the chart at number 46 thanks to well thanks in part to the release of its music video on new year's eve uh on uh ryan uh, dick clark's rockin new year's eve with, with ryan seacrest and jenny mccarthy and no jenny Hardy. mccarthy's name is oh. not in the name of the show <laughs> i'm just adding names because they're right. all there <laughs> like it's not we can't no. add more names <laughs> um over on the um, Billboard 200 chart, I want to briefly say, this is not on the script, uh, Adele is still number one with 25 uh, for the seventh straight week in a row. It has spent all seven of its weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 chart. Take a wild guess okay. as to what was the last album by a woman to spend its first seven weeks at number Oof. one on the Billboard 200 chart. Well, first seven weeks. Yes, yeah, so it means, that means it debuted at number one. And then... Stayed at number one for seven straight weeks. Not Ugh. seven weeks in total. Yeah, I don't think I have it because I was going to say Taylor Swift 1989, nope. but it didn't do the first seven weeks. 1989 has spent more than seven weeks at number yes. one, but it wasn't all consecutive. And it wasn't Adele because nope. 21 didn't do it either. Um, Brittany, oops. Nope. Um, just because that was such a big seller. Um, I'll give you a hint. Yes, this I need is, a hint. It, this has only happened twice. So Adele's 25 is the second album by a woman. Like Madonna? To- Nope. Your girl Madonna? No. Um, I'll give you another hint. <laughs> I the, need one, clearly. The first time it happened was before Nielsen started powering our charts oh, in 1991. Wow. Before 1991, there were only six albums that debuted at number one, and only one of them was by a woman. Wow. And it was this album. Wow. Is it the 80s or earlier? The 80s. It was the 80s. It's not Madonna. It's not Janet? Janet? Nope. Man. You're getting close because you've named two out of the <laughs> big divas of the 80s. It's not Paula, who we were talking about. Nope. Um, wow. Oh, Whitney. Whitney uh, there it is. Whitney Houston's second album, which was just called Whitney, debuted at Everybody number one. Everybody listening to this is yelling Whitney. They've been yelling Whitney for the last like minute. That's part, that's part <laughs> of the fun of the show. Um, uh, Whitney's second album, just called Whitney, debuted at number one. It was the first album by a woman to debut at number one on the Billboard That's 200 album. And it spent 11 weeks at number one, um, and all 11 were its first its Wow, first so 11. all in a row. Yeah, all in a row. Okay. So uh, there you go. Oh, Whitney. Uh, all Whitney. Um, speaking uh, of Whitney, and, and uh, there's a woman who was influenced by Whitney, and Gaga has talked about this before, Lady Gaga. Um, won a Golden Globe Award last night for Best Performance by an Actress in a Limited Series or Motion Picture Made for Television. It's a mouthful. For American Horror Story Hotel. Um, she, so therefore, she won a Golden Globe Award for Acting. Um, I noted this on Twitter that she is now, uh, she has joined the likes of such performers as Madonna and Cher, who have also had 
number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100, but also have won a Golden Globe for acting. She even name dropped Cher in her speech. She did. She felt very moonstruck like. Very moonstruck. Very moonstruck. Um, you know, she's just a simple girl from New York. Um, uh, <laughs> Dating Cher, Nicolas Cage. Cher is not from New York, but <laughs> no. you know, there's, there's, you get, you get the idea. That's a great movie, by the way. Um, some other uh, artists who, strangely, and they all have to be divas. There, I'm sure there are others. I haven't researched every single Golden Globe winner, but some other performers who have also had a number one single on the Hot 100 and won a Golden Globe for acting, and we're specifying acting because. You know, it's a little bit easier to win a Golden Globe for original one of the, song yeah, or one of the, yeah. the music categories. Yep. Um, Diana Ross, mm-hmm. Bette Midler, and Barbara Streisand. Okay, you may have heard of Barbara. She's in good company. She's is in, what you're saying. She's in some high quality <laughs> diva and company. It's not surprising, actually. You see all those names. Lady Gaga kind of fits in modern day version of all these ladies. So it, I'm I'm in. It makes sense. Yeah. Ryan Murphy, who created American Horror Story mm-hmm. Hotel, must be getting like the biggest like bouquet of flowers today. Oh from my Lady god! Gaga. Yeah, that's, that was the first person that she thanked. The very oh, first person. Very first. I mean, that's that's she has had such an incredible like for trajectory ba- for like the past like more than a year now. Mm-hmm. Basically, since the uh, Tony Bennett Cheek to Cheek album, yep. she has been on this sort of ascent. Yep. Again, you know, and then she had the Academy Awards. A year, I was going to say a year it's ago. all very, um, it's like non-traditional. It wouldn't be how you expected her to have these big moments. Like no. she's got this um, song now that's con- like could be an Oscar contender. Absolutely, that was um, nominated last night as well. And um, she's got, or was it? And never mind, just making things up. It was not. It's still an Oscar contender. Yes, the song from um, the Hunting Ground. It's called "Till It Happens to yeah. You." It's it was co-written with Diane Warren. It could possibly get an Academy Award nomination this Thursday for Best Original Song. It is a contender. She just keeps uh, earning her title of Billboard Woman of the Year. Yeah, <laughs> we we look pretty we look pretty smart at selecting Gaga as our Woman Indeed. of the Year. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned this week on uh, Billboard.com to find out more information about the Academy Award nominations and if Gaga might get an Academy Award nomination on Thursday. And who knows? She might pull off. Oh, I don't know, an Emmy Award win later this year. That would be crazy. Um, because you know she can get an Emmy nomination for what American Horror Story. If she like takes a total turn and becomes like an actress, primarily, she well, she could. Her like wasn't her first sort of gigs like she wanted to be an actress first. She and, said that's what she said in her speech that she that was her dream was to become an actress first. And then music kind of took off more quickly, so she went that direction. So maybe this is this is uh when we see a, a shift. Huh. We'll find out. Well, um, you know what time it is now, Katie? What time is it, Keith? It's time for the chart stat of the week. Um, I wanted to make this one kind of David Bowie related. Um, and I don't really actually have like a fun chart geek stat. I just wanted to find something that happened this week in David Bowie history on the charts. So this week, in 1982, under pressure. His collaboration with Queen uh, peaked at number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. I know what you're thinking. 29? Really? That's it? (laughs) It's funny how that works. You know, some of the most iconic tracks in pop history oftentimes do not go as high as we think on the charts. But they leave an incredible impression. Uh, And Under Pressure is one of those tracks. In fact, a lot of David Bowie's songs did not have incredibly high chart peaks. And some songs that we remember, like we talked about Suffragette City earlier, never charted on the Hot 100. I don't even know if it was released as a single in America. Wow. Eh. Wow. I mean, you know, Heroes never charted on the Hot 100. 
But, you know, on, on, the, on the flip side, you have everything from Golden Years and Fame and Young Americans and Rebel Rebel and the Gene Genie. Which and did. All these songs yeah. charted. Yeah. So uh, he actually charted so far, because, you know, we don't know. Uh, he could certainly get another hit on the Hot 100 in the coming week. Yeah. Yeah. In, in his lifetime, he charted 26 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. His first, actually, chart entry was Changes in 1972. Strangely, though, that wasn't his first... Um, it, it, let me rephrase that. It was his first single to chart on the Hot 100, but it had a weird kind of chart history. It charted in 1972, then fell off the chart, and then came back at the end of 1974 after he broke through with Rebel Rebel. And then Changes came back and then found a sort of a second life and actually peaked in 1975. Wow. So this weird kind of chart run in the early wow. 1970s. Um, anyway, I, I, this is a rambling thing of me just saying David no, I Bowie. Love, I want to hear it all. I you, love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Do you know how many number one hits he's had? Ooh, um, I mean, I could guess. Just guess. It's, it's, I'll give you a hint. It's okay. not that many. Okay, then I'll guess um, four. Two, actually. Two. So what are the two? Can you guess? Oh, man. <sighs> um, any 80s? Uh, yeah. Let's Dance? That would be one. Okay. That was his last. Is the other one 70s? Yep. Okay. Um, Was it Changes? Nope. It was, uh, I'll just tell you. Okay. Fame. Oh, Fame. Fame's a great song. Fame uh, co-written with John Lennon. And uh, John actually plays uh, guitar and has backing vocals on the track. Wow. Um, there's actually, uh, I'll, we, we can link to it online because uh, it's a really long story. Um, I wrote something for Billboard magazine uh, on the anniversary of when Fame hit number one last September, with the 40th anniversary of okay. it, it hitting number one. We'll link it to the story or on uh, Billboard.com. It's a really interesting story. Like, the song wasn't meant to ever sort of be what it turned out to be. Um, but then it turned out to be what it did. And then it ultimately led to him getting on Soul, uh, Soul Train and. He ended up charting on the R&B chart thanks to fame and craziness. Um, anyway, that's my long ramble about David Bowie on the charts uh, this week in 1982. Under Pressure hit uh, number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100. Well, I think I think that's it for this week, Katie. I think so. Um, do you have any parting words? Well... I am totally going to make the call on what music we go out on today because oh, okay. just chatting about this song, we, we didn't even get to it when we were originally talking about David Bowie, but we have to go out on Changes. Okay. That is such a fantastic song, and I feel like it's such a poignant song, too. Well, uh, that said, let's go out on Changes, and uh, we will uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.